the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. And now here's your host, Steve Teal. Welcome to Very Bold Radio and Podcast and our Facebook Live that comes to you on Thursdays around this time, 11, 11.30. I'm Steve Teal, and I want to tell you about some of the guest interviews we are lining up for you. Any sports fans out there, NHL hockey player Rocco Grimaldi, fresh off his Stanley Cup playoffs, breakout for the Nashville Predators. We'll talk about his breakthrough year he's had. I can't wait to recap with him and walk through because it's been amazing. Uh, Christian music fans, are you out there? Mandisa is coming to Very Bold Radio. You know her hit songs, Unfinished, is I think my personal favorite. Overcomer, that has 32 million views on YouTube. Bleed the Same has 12 million. She's amazing. She's going to join us on May 23rd here on Facebook Live. She's just, she's wonderful. I just love her and can't wait to catch up with her, uh, hear about what God has been doing in her life, and also even talk to some Tennessee Titans football fan because she's a big fan. The incredible difference makers, Kristen Clark and Bethany Beal of Girl Defined Ministries. They are wonderful. They've been uh, guests of mine before, and they, they've written important books, Girl Defined, Love Defined, and now they are answering some really tough topics. You'll see if you tune in Facebook Live next Thursday, you can watch me blush probably because their new book is Sex, Purity, and the Longings of a Girl's Heart, and they tackle some tough things. I want you moms tuning in. I want you showing to your girls later. You're going to want to get this book, so be here next Thursday for that. Or catch the broadcast Saturday noon on KSLR AM 630 and AM630theword.com. The podcast is coming everywhere. Just search Very Bold Radio and Podcast Very Bold. It comes up on iTunes right now. Here at Very Bold Radio, when we are not interviewing difference makers like those inspiring game changers, then we are introducing the Simple Man's Bible Study. And remember what that means. I'm simple. I like chocolate glazed donuts and March Madness. You can't get more simple than that. I'm the simple man, but the study is not just for simple men, but for women, for youth, For those that are just curious about who Jesus is, you don't have to have a faith. Come and listen and see who Jesus is. We begin our first series, Rock the World, as we interact and meet with Jesus of Nazareth through the experiences of a fisherman. He was a simple man too, I think. But let's not forget, he wasn't just a fisherman looking to get to the coast for the weekend. He was a successful businessman, an entrepreneur named Simon, and better known to us as the name Peter. Before we get into that, 
I want to say a big thank you to a few of our new Very Bold team who are generously resourcing our ministry with their gifts that we might bring you Very Bold Radio and Podcasts. We can't do this without them, and we can't do it without you either. Not just Very Bold Radio and Podcasts, but Very Bold Ministries is the peanut butter bowl. Very Bold is our ministry to professional hockey players, and Very Bold is Bible studies with high school coaches at Johnson and Brandeis. Very Bold is our children's book series, Bobby Be a Blessing, and youth books like Joe Angel, The Guardian Games, and I'm working on a book coming out for men. It's a fictional book. I think you're going to love it. So thank you to just some of our teammates today. Thank you to Kent and Kelly J. Stewart for believing and being very bold, allowing us to do this, as well as my very first new radio teammate and supporter, their daughter, Kaylee Stewart. Thank you so much for believing in us, Kaylee. Thank you, girl. I also want to thank Nelda and Carl. And yes, Nelda is one of those one-name people. She is something else. You can go to our friend Nelda's website, nelda.com. She is doing amazing things for the kingdom, and she has a missionary heart, and it's it's really amazing. Uh, so thank you all so much. And I can't name each of our variable team every single week. I wish I could, but that might take a little while. But I do want to mention today that Diane Sutton, I want to thank you for your loving and generous support as well. I'll tell you what, I'd love to mention you by name next next week, next time. If you go to verybold.com right now, donate $5, donate $10, $20, $50, $100. One of the things that really helps us to go is a recurring monthly gift that allows us to do all those things. Recurring, $5 a month really adds up. $10 a month, it all adds up. $100 a month is a huge blessing so that we can expand and reach more people for Jesus. So thank you for that. Uh, And I want to thank many other Very Bold teammates that I will mention in future broadcasts. Bonnie and Cody uh, Posey come to my mind right now. Thank you all. I'm more, more grateful than you could ever know as we continue to feed hungry children's stomachs, feed hungry athletes and coaches souls with God's encouraging word and get to be there with them and bless children and families with our children's book. And like I said, teen fiction, Joe Angel, the Guardian Games. All right. I just wanted to say thank you because honestly, we can't do this without you. So I'm looking for the next people who are going to help support us and help uh, be a part of Very Bold. That might just be you. Let's get after it as we meet Jesus through the eyes of Simon. Don't tune out because, oh, you know Jesus. Let's go instead and see how well you know Jesus' heart, Jesus' attitude, Jesus' approach to people as we begin the Simple Man's Bible Study series, Rock the World. All right, I am a simple man. I like nicknames. I mentioned Rocco Grimaldi is going to be a guest soon NHL hockey player. Now to me with a hockey name like Rocco Grimaldi, you don't need a nickname because Rocco Grimaldi that just is a hockey player right there. He's 5 foot 6, incredible, but Rocco Grimaldi, I'm telling you that's going to be a movie someday. But hockey guys always have nicknames, so I think he's Grimmer to the Nashville Preds. Grimmer, I love it, man. He's going to be the Grim Reaper as he wrecks people across the NHL. I've had the blessing as part of our hockey ministry to get to know St. Louis Blues standout rookie goaltender Jordan Bennington. He's led the St. Louis Blues from dead last in January in the NHL, dead last. 
to now they are in the quarterfinals of the Stanley Cup and they are they're playing the Dallas Stars tonight. The St. Louis Press and fans, I've seen them call Jordan Bennington Jordan Winnington because all that guy does is win, win, win. But the players call him Benner. I love hockey nicknames. They're just I, I love them. They're great. Now it's Chaplin for the San Antonio Rampage working with Joey Lalegia. Uh, his nickname is Ledge. I just think that's cool. And after he finished the season with 20 points in 20 games, I called him Joey LaLegend. Joey LaLegend. Joey LaLegia. Joey LaLegend. Now, how about you? Do you have a good nickname? If you're listening on radio, then you can email me, steve at verybold.com. I'd love to hear it. If you're on Facebook Live, just go ahead and send me what your your nickname is right now. So now let me tell you about my nickname. Growing up, the coolest nickname I had was in fifth grade playing football in the grass field of in front of Monterey Park Elementary School in Salinas, California. That's Steinbeck country. I was a decent football player in fifth grade, which is to say I could throw a ball, I could catch a ball, and run really, really slow. Now, if we had a video camera and smartphones back then, if you'd watch me on game film, you would have guessed that the film was playing back in slow motion. Nonetheless, I made enough plays that one kid who honestly was just not great at giving nicknames. Some people are good at it, and he just wasn't. But he began to call me Too Tall T. Now, Cowboy fans, you have to go back a little bit. The T, in this case, is for Teal, my last name. The Too Tall part is because of Dallas Cowboy uh, football legend Ed Too Tall Jones. Do you guys remember him? Ed Too Tall Jones. He was six foot nine, so his nickname definitely fit. Now, I was very average height, but fortunately, uh, my hype man over there did not call me Steve Average Teal. I, I like Too Tall T a lot better. That lasted a good part of fifth grade and died out even before sixth grade. That was kind of sad. I couldn't take it to middle school. So what about you? What what nicknames have you had or what nicknames have you been given? I give out nicknames from time to time. I've got a new one for Ernesto, my producer, in just a minute. He is the brilliantissimo one, but I've got something new for him. But some are obvious nicknames. Good friend Greg Smith is, of course, Smitty. How could you not be Smitty? My other hockey uh, friend that I got to work with this year, Bobby McIntyre, in my contacts is Bobby Mack. I didn't name him, but uh, one of our very bold team uh, supporters is high school football coach Jeff Fleener. That's Go Skeeters. There's a shout-out. And one of his players back at Allen High School when he was the OC there, the offensive coordinator, I met him, this player, and I said, oh, I used to be youth pastor for Jeff Fleener. And he looked at me kind of quizzically for a minute and then said, oh, you mean Fleen Dog. Fleen Dog, what a cool nickname. I don't think they call him that anymore. I don't know. I'll check with him. I'm talking nicknames today because I want you to meet someone who just kills it when it comes to nicknaming people. You know who is great, and I mean great, at giving nicknames? Now, right now, it's like you're back in Sunday school, and if the teacher throws out a question and you just guess Jesus, you're, you're kind of in the, the right area. It is Jesus of Nazareth, and he is something extraordinary with giving nicknames. You know something? I bet Jesus Christ, King of kings, Lord of lords, Son of God, God in the flesh has a nickname for you. Now, we're not diving deep into the simple man Bible study into the book of Revelation, but I am very intrigued by chapter 2, verse 17, 
where Jesus says, to the one who conquers, I will give some of the hidden manna, some of the hidden food, and I will give him a white stone with a new name written on the stone that no one knows except the one who receives it. Wow. How about that? Conquer with Christ, and he will give you a white stone with a new name that is unique to you, that only you and God will know. But even before that amazing day, I'm not surprised at all if Jesus has a nickname for you. And my hope is that you hear it. My hope is that through the Holy Spirit, Jesus tells you who you are to him. And if that scares you because you think, oh, no. He knows my garbage. Jesus knows my sin. Jesus knows my deep, dark secrets. And if he's got a nickname for me, it has to do something with all that garbage. No, I'm asking you to meet Jesus through Simon. Because Simon, that fisherman and businessman entrepreneur, we know something about his garbage, don't we? We know something about his flaws and his failures and his pride. We know because the Bible just doesn't bother to cover up any of it when it comes to Simon. The Bible, the Word of God, is just pleased to share his weaknesses. So let's cover what I see are a few of them. Simon is prideful. He is arrogant. He is cocky. He is condescending. He thought he was better than others. Would you agree with me? We'll go through the Bible stories together, and we'll discover if we've hit the target, if I've hit the target on this profile. From my perspective, I think it's safe to say I can build a case that Simon is impulsive, that his mouth has no filter, and when your mouth has no filter, there's a good chance you're going to say some dumb things, some inappropriate things. Is that you? Or are you a person who doesn't have a filter? I'm going to say that Simon had a lack of patience and a lack of self-control, that he would act without awareness of consequences. I'm going to say that under pressure and fear, Simon was weak and afraid. Honestly, those are just a few things I think about Simon from what I read in the Bible. Now, here's the thing. Jesus is the Son of God. More than once, the Bible says that Jesus knew the thoughts of what people were thinking, not like a mind reader, but that through the Holy Spirit, he knew what was in the heart of a person generally. But I also have the feeling that he could tell the garbage that was in Simon's heart that he knew there was pride and arrogance and lack of self-control, that he knew Simon judged others to not be as good as him, and that Simon was also sarcastic. Oh, Simon. (laughs) So here you have Jesus, Son of God, in the flesh, and he knows all the bad stuff about Simon. He knows enough that when he first meets Simon, when he first meets Simon, he can certainly, as God in the flesh, Go ahead and take aim and take Simon down a notch. Kind of put him in his place. Give him a dose of humility ASAP. I mean, maybe this is the way to get someone's attention. Just diagnose their soul sickness and call out all their garbage. That could be one way, and I see many Christians trying that. How's that going for you? Jesus could have said, Simon, you are arrogant, prideful. You think you're better than everybody, smarter, more clever. You're so impulsive and impatient, and you're just a mess. 
And the worst thing is, Jesus could say to him, if you are being honest, Simon, which you're not because you're lying to yourself, but if you were, the worst thing is this, you don't think you need God. You don't think you need God's help. You think you've got it all figured out. You think that God owes you. You have no idea, Simon, that you owe God, that you, Simon, you need grace. And buddy, if you don't figure it out soon, Jesus could have said, you're going to hell. So good luck with that. Now hold on, hold on, hold on. Jesus could have said that. He could have, but he didn't. Simon's brother Andrew brings Simon to Jesus, having said, and this is in John chapter 1, verse 41 and 42, says, we have found the Messiah. This is Andrew to Simon. We have found the Messiah, which means Christ. Jesus sees Simon coming, and instead of calling out all the faults, all the flaws, all the failures, Jesus says, you are Simon, the son of John. You shall be called Cephas, which means Peter, which is one of the coolest nicknames ever, and coming from Jesus, it really is. It simply means you are a rock. You are rocky. You will be called the rock. I'm going to have Ernesto cue the Eye of the Tiger music, the Rocky theme right now. We're not going to do that. He'll probably add it later. Jesus, on his first meeting, Simon says, in effect, you are a rock. You are a leader. Jesus could have dressed him down, but instead he clothed him in power. Jesus could have broken that man down, but he built him up instead. Jesus could have called out his trash in front of everybody, but instead Jesus called forth the treasure that he saw in Simon. That is Jesus. He sees not only in Simon the greatness that is there. Jesus Christ, God in the flesh, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the one for whom and through whom all creation was made, sees the greatness in you. What nickname might Jesus give you today? What thing might he say to you that is unexpected but full of love and kindness? It might be that you are his child. It might be that you are his son. It might be the things that he is pleased with you that you are spreading his word. It might be that, but Jesus wants to speak to you today. What thing might you hear from him? Do you expect Jesus to say, you're a disappointment? I don't think so. Not today. Not on my watch. He's not going to say you're a disappointment, but instead he says you're not disappointing because I'm appointing you to greatness. I'm appointing you to a task that I have for you and no other person. I'm appointing you and I have equipped you with gifts that are just for you and no other. How could you or I ever think we are insignificant How could you think you don't matter in this world when the creator of this world calls you by name and calls you his child and his daughter and his son and calls you to believe and calls you rock before you even know what hits you? You can't be insignificant when you are rolling with the king of kings. Now, hold on, hold on. I can almost hear some of you say, Simon got that cool nickname, Rock Peter. But what about his brother, Andrew? Some of you know your Bible. 
We don't know what nickname Jesus gave Andrew. Maybe it was just Andy. Maybe it was Drew. Or maybe it was leader. Maybe it was quiet assassin. Maybe it was winner. Maybe it was wise master Yoda. I don't know, but I do know this. Some of you hear about Simon Peter and think, yeah, that's fine for him, but he was a leader. He was assertive and bold and brave. I'm not like that. I'm more like Andrew. Nobody knows anything about Andy or Drew. Well, let me tell you something about the Andrews of the world. He was a leader. He was a man of influence. You know how we know that? Not only did Jesus choose him to be one of the 12 apostles, which I mean, come on, that's pretty cool. But everything I said about Simon Peter at the front side remains true, that Simon does his own thing. He's independent to a fault. He's prideful. He knows better than you. He doesn't listen to anybody, usually. But what kind of man of influence must Andrew What kind of brother must Andrew be? What kind of consistency must Andrew have? What kind of character he must have that Simon Peter of all people, prideful, impulsive, inconsistent Simon, when Andrew speaks, when Andrew speaks, Simon listens. So when Andrew says to Simon, we've found the Messiah, let me introduce you, maybe Simon resists, maybe Simon argues, we don't know, what we do know is the result. Simon goes with his brother Andrew to meet Jesus. Andrew is a leader. If you can lead Simon Peter anywhere, you better believe you are a leader and you are a winner and you are a game changer. You are a difference maker. So don't you think for a second that if you're more like Andrew than Simon, that you don't rock the world. You rock the world for Jesus with your character, with your wisdom, with your consistency. Jesus has a different nickname for Andrew. When we get to heaven, let's go together and let's ask him what it is. And then let's tell Andrew what Jesus calls you. Does he call you my champion? Does he call you my fighter, my warrior? Does he call you my artist? Does he call you my best friend? You listen for it. When you believed in Jesus, when you put your life in his hands and said, I'm all in with Jesus, Jesus gave you the Holy Spirit to live inside of you, to guide you, to coach you, and to speak to you, and to remind you, and to tell you what Jesus thinks of you. And that is where you're going to hear the voice of Jesus saying, I call you what? Listen for it. I call you rock what? What is it, leader? Now, if we just stay there, if we just stay in the sweet spot of Jesus giving us a nickname, that is going to feel pretty good. And it's important to realize the value and greatness that Jesus sees in us. But if we just stay there and accept that, if we just stay there, that same belief, if we don't go and take that grace that Jesus shows us and pass it on, we are missing out on some incredible opportunities to be used by God to shape, help shape heaven in a new way, to be like Andrew and go find our brother or our sister and bring them to Jesus. What I'm talking about is the very people that you interact with today, your coworker, your boss, your coach, your neighbor, your sister-in-law, your son, your daughter, your 
wife, your husband, your ex-wife, your ex-husband. Jesus is calling you his champion. Jesus is calling you winner so that you would go and see the greatness in others like Jesus does. Now, to me, that's incredibly exciting. I start with Simon Peter, and I know he's got faults, flaws, and failures, but then I see Jesus calling him rock, calling him leader, seeing and calling forth his greatness. And I think I get to do that too. And so do you. I get to take off the judgment glasses and put on the Jesus goggles. I know, I know you got your beer goggles and those aren't accurate. You got mom goggles sometimes, and that might not always be on point, but we get to put on our Jesus goggles and see something that maybe nobody else has ever seen and see something great. That's why I'm not bothered when I meet people who are trying to figure out this Jesus thing or when I meet people who are open to God but really don't know much at all about it. The Jesus thing is new to them. I enjoy those people like no other. I enjoy their stories. Of course they've looked for meaning in the wrong places. Of course they have served the gods of money or the gods of education or the gods of beauty or the gods of pleasure or the gods of adventure. They have been looking for significance. And when they meet you, they are supposed to be meeting Jesus through you. They are supposed to meet grace. They are supposed to encounter kindness. They should come away from meeting you and interacting with you, feeling more love in their life. They should come away from hanging out with you, believing they are more valued. Jesus does it not just for Peter. He calls Nathaniel a true Israelite in whom there is no deceit. He calls John and James the sons of thunder. What does he call you? But I'll tell you this, this is where we begin with a simple man Bible study we're calling Rock the World, because that is what Jesus calls you to do, rock the world. And this is the beginning place, the beginning place of grace, where Jesus calls you by name and then gives you a nickname. Listen for it. Listen. He's calling you by name. He's calling forth greatness. Don't miss it. You're going to go the distance with me as we look through Simon's eyes and meet Jesus. And as we see more of Simon's faults, but we'll also see his greatness. Next time, we're going to see if he's sarcastic or pure of faith or somewhere in between. So tune in, not just to Very Bold Radio and podcasts, but tune in to the Holy Spirit calling your name and let's go. I'm Steve Teal for Very Bold Radio and podcast, and this is the Simple Man Bible Study. Go and rock the world. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.